What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mike Heitman Show, where I'm helping you go from being a dumbass to a badass. This show, if you've been listening to it for a while, has gone through many evolutions, to say the least. And you also know that I have many, many different interests. So I'm going to go back today, and let's have a little bit of levity, because actually this week was really something, really something for me, and I wanted to do something uh, a little more light. I also have a show tonight, um, so I thought that this would be a, a fun way. It's a Saturday to you know bring in the, the weekend and, and all that. One of the things that I did a, over a year ago was this thing called Musical Musings. And in this Musical Musings, I trashed Daft Punk's Get Lucky. Why? Just to give you a recap, although you can go back and listen to the full version. That song annoys the crap out of me because we never find out if he gets lucky. It's like we're out all night to have fun. We're out all night to get some. We're out all night to get fun. We're out all night to get lucky. And we never find out. And like the the lyrics like don't even make sense. It's like he was drunk like the whole time he was writing it. And then he gets done. He's like, boom, done. Hit song, baby. That's probably not how he talks. But, you know, that's kind of how I feel it went. Well, today I have another one of my musings that is extremely annoying to me, although it's also a love-hate relationship. And I'm talking about the Biebs. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Justin. Well, you know, it really sucks. You know, he's going through some um, medical stuff, so he hasn't been performing as much. I will say I have a embarrassing amount of stuff of his on my workout playlist. I also think if you're one of those people who watches the Comedy Central roast, his is by far the funniest one. It's like not even close. Um, But I'm going to talk specifically about him today and his song, Baby. Now, first of all, Justin Bieber, let's remember a few things about the Biebs. He was a YouTube sensation found when he was... I don't know how old he was, maybe like 12, 13. He was really young in Canada. Obviously a talented kid. Um, He also happened to be very good looking. And so, of course, when you're trying to captivate a young audience who, in their right mind, would turn down an opportunity to have someone who is in the category who is the most impressionable, i.e. teenage girls, and teenagers in general, but teenage girls, um, who is attractive, charismatic, a, a good singer. He's not going to wow you with his musical abilities, but he's got a he's got a very pleasant voice. And even back then, even though, yes, he sounds like a 12-year-old boy, uh, he could make a lot of not only teenagers, but even probably some uh, people in their 20s and 30s a little weak with those uh, really innocent-sounding um, tones coming out of his mouth. And... So he went on that and he happened to work with some of the big people in the, in the industry, you know, Usher, Ludacris, really early on. 
And he also not only got into, because you could say, well, he's this white kid from Canada. Okay, well, he can get all the like white girls' attention, blah, 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 blah. No, so he, once you start working with Luda and all that, now you're bringing in other communities, the hip hop community, and he starts to really blow up. Now, all of this is to say, like, this kid went off the rails, you know, because you get that much money, like, so much money. At such a young age, you're bound to do a lot of crazy stuff. But I will say, though, as he has gotten older, I've really come to respect him. And maybe, you know what? I wasn't planning on talking about this other song that he did uh, when when he's older. You know, I'm going to trash him, but then I'm going to bring it back. Let's do that. Okay, so let's get into Baby Baby. Baby O. So it starts off like a 50s song. And, which is just a really weird intro for everything else. And this comes from his like second big album. It's not like it was his debut album and he's just kind of putting stuff out there. And the thing that annoys me so much about this song is this was the song that convinced me that modern music is just not going to get better. It's just, it's just not. I blame you, Biebs. You and your chiseled abs and your prepubescent glorious tones killed the music industry. It's all your fault, man. So the the lines that kill me the most is as someone who, as you all know, I'm an opera singer. I love old stuff. I'm also pushing 40, not to be back in my day. Like, I'm, I'm not that dude, but it's like, you know, older stuff and lyrics that actually mean something and take you on a story. That's really what it's about. You know, like when I go to karaoke, I'll often do like Sinatra um, or country music because it has a little bit of a story and it's, it's fun to go through that journey as the artist in that moment and also when you're listening to it. Now, when Justin goes and he sings in the chorus over and over and over again, he says, baby, 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 oh. Like, baby, 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 no. Like, baby, 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 oh. Why won't you be mine? Or I want you to be mine, you know. When you think about the choruses of previous generations, I don't even have, like, I don't have to go very far to tell you that that is some basic level songwriting. But because it's got, it's produced by Luda, it's got Luda in it, um, it has really good beat behind it. See, this is, this is the camouflage, right, of modern music. They take these simple messages because, well, let's just be real. We're all idiots, okay? <laughs> we're, we're all not highbrow, high-minded people, or the vast majority of people are. And if you are one of those persons, people, sorry, um, you're likely not going to be listening to Justin Bieber's music anyway. So why do they care about those particular people? You know, but when it comes to catchy music, if it's got either a really catchy beat or a really simple message, and in this case, you combine them, oh, it's going to be a hit. It's going to sell all kinds of records and they'll make tons of money on it. So, 
Justin Bieber and all of his simplicity. And there are other songs like that. You know, there's going to be one less lonely girl. Well, of course, every girl out there, regardless of their age, is like, Justin, you, I don't want to be lonely. You're going to do that. You're going to be the savior of women. You're going to do this charitable work that you cannot even put on your taxes because you're going to make one less lonely girl out there or at least let them feel like they're going to be the one that you pick because at that point he's single really come on beebs all right now let's go to this song um uh, that he did a few years ago and i really really like this song because it's an older Justin and he finally he has a real moment and the first time I heard this on the radio like I want I don't want to say I almost cried but it's the first time I ever felt like he had a soul not that he was evil but like I mean when you're at that level of success there's got to be a little bit of it that, at least perception-wise, it's like it's all about the money. Because, I mean, he got a ton of money, and then he's, you know, buying pet monkeys and leaving them in Germany. Like, what did that monkey do to you, Justin? And all the big cars, not starting his concerts because he wanted to finish a a, uh, a video game. He was, like, late by, like, two hours. A little bit of a drama queen right there. But anyway, this song is called lonely and as someone who was so incredibly popular rose straight to the top you do gain a lot of enemies as you go up as we all know and so i'm just going to read you the lyrics here or at least some of them and really sit here and think like i i don't think justin bieber drinks but if you could imagine him just like either you know, in his room, or maybe like he's at his house. It's probably huge. He's at his mansion and he's on the uh, upstairs balcony and he's looking out. It's probably in California. I imagine it's in California, looking out over the ocean. And he's got, and he's just sitting there. He's got a whiskey on the table, or maybe he's smoking. Who knows? Which that's another thing. Like, there's a lot of really famous singers that smoke, which I'm just like, mm, I don't know. And he says this, everyone knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange. Like looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. And everything is not the same now. It feels like all our lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all calm down. But it's killing me now. What if you had it? Uh, Sorry, what if you had it all? but nobody to call. Maybe then you'd know me. Because I've had everything, but no one's listening, and that's just lonely. I'm so lonely. Lonely. And the thing that really got me on this, in the chorus, because he goes, I'm so lonely, lonely. You know, that like um, crying 
you can maybe even say whining. I kind of did a little bit of whining there, but but like that that emotion is it's just there. Everyone knows my past now, like my house was always made of glass. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and the fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick and it felt like no one gave a shit. They criticized the things I did as an idiot kid. What if you had it all, but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me. Because I've had everything, but no one's listening. And that's just lonely. I'm so lonely. Lonely, and of course, the whimpering and and all of that. And then, like, this whole song just, like, humanizes him a little bit. Because, yeah, he started at an early age becoming this massive skyrocketing star and you know there's all kinds of negatives that go with that that you can't really teach people at that age you know there's no there's no instruction manual for someone to reach that level of fame whether it's in music whether it's in you know child actor or actress um to deal with all that and sure you can maybe have your parents manage your money until you're 18 or yeah, then of course we have Brittany, which is a whole nother can of worms, but like people are going to be so impulsive and then people adore you. You have all this stuff and, but you know, you can also still be very, very lonely and, and feel like no one's actually legitimately your friend. You know, that's one thing that I've sometimes thought about either if I had maybe not even the level of success of Justin Bieber, but like a really, really a lot of success or obscene amounts of money. You have to really be careful with who you interact with, with who you trust, because there are people who are uh, snakes in sheep's clothing or wolves in sheep's clothing. You can tell I've been out of the, uh, the religion game there for a while. Um, so I guess my message is, is that one Bieber, it's all your fault. Music sucks. To, it doesn't suck today. I'm, I'm mostly kidding. And also I kind of love your music. So keep, I hope you recover and, and get back to making hits that I can run to at the gym and you can still have teeny boppers, you know, always wanting to go to your concerts and uh, go crazy. But, um, yeah, even though sometimes the music is simple and it seems like the artists are simple, life is much, much more complicated. And sometimes we just got to keep that in mind and reach out to those who seemingly have their lives together. Like how many times in our life? Okay. Now let's get into, now I'm getting some inspiration here. I'm giving you a little bit of inside baseball. (laughs) Um, cause I wasn't even going to talk about lonely and now we're already here. So let's do it. Um, we all to some degree live and, uh, project facades and 
one, the, the most obvious one that we all do is we want to appear more put together and successful, uh, whatever that means, um, to the outside world. Why do you think social media exists? It's actually not anymore about keeping track of each other. I mean, originally, Facebook was put together to basically see who was hot at Harvard, right? But nowadays, you know, we're trying to... That whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses and only posting the good things. It's like, you know, it's been a while since I've talked about my ex, but the last one that I had... um, And she's not the only person that does this. But through a series of events, we'll just say. Because I I did have some contact with her. Um, I mean, she was living with me for a little bit uh, because we had an apartment together. She eventually moves out. And then maybe four months after our breakup, that was like the last big time I talked to her. And then I ended up talking to her about six months later. And, uh, you know, she, as you may recall, she moved on extremely quickly, like so quickly that the dude came over into our apartment and would like be there when I'm there. And like, she would basically try and make us interact. I cooked them dinner once. Like I was trying to be really cool about it, even though it wasn't cool. And she later did apologize and say that that was not cool. So props to her. Um, But when I eventually met up with her, it would be about like 10 months after we broke up. Something like that. Um, the six months in between the last time I talked to her, which was kind of a blow up in between us, and uh, that moment, she had gone through the ringer. Both due to some personal decisions and issues with the boyfriend. Now, I wish them all the best. I really, truly hope that they are... You know, whatever issues they had then and have had since, because couples all have them, they're able to resolve them and be happy. Um, Because the more I think about it, he is a better fit for her. So why would I, if I'm a good person, why would I want her to stay in a less happy position uh, when a better position's out there, right? But if you looked at her social media, you would think that he is the greatest thing ever. Which he, I mean, in his defense and technically her defense after I met him, I'm like, this, this guy's actually pretty cool. If it wasn't for the fact that you, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend are connected with him. I mean, I would probably hang out with him. He seems like a cool dude. He's into music. He's, you know, I don't need to go down all that road. Okay. But it's the facade of social media, right? We also put facades on ourselves by, like having these ideas that we are a certain thing because of our past or because of our beliefs, when in reality we may not be. You know, I was, I've always been this way, therefore I can't change. Well, that's bullshit. You know it, you're just too lazy to do it. And sometimes also we do that to people when we see that they don't change. Like there are some things... I, I think as parents, it's it's difficult because, you know, you see these kids grow up and all that, but then you're like, is this still that dumbass kid who, I don't know, ate his boogers and like did that stupid thing in high school or always got mad at this situation, even though it doesn't make any sense and reacts a certain way all the time? Like, really? 
You know, these are all facades that we need to break down and we need to understand about other people and be as much as we can more charitable in our outlook and how we, that's not necessarily with money, by the way, um, more charitable in how we see the situation and more empathetic because all of us are going to eventually die. All of us are eventually going to get to a point where we can't do things on our own, right? You look at old people and they uh, there's a lot of things they can't do anymore, even though I know for sure most old people want to at least be able to do the basic things that they've been doing their entire lives. But when you physically or mentally can't do it anymore, it's extremely frustrating. So being more charitable and empathetic and trying to see the whole world and yourself in a more positive light is always going to bring you benefits. So that's all I have for you today with my musical musings that turned into a somewhat motivational thing. Hey, look at me. Two birds, one stone. Cool. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, I really appreciate all the new listeners, especially lately. I hope you go back and listen to some of the other episodes, not because I think that they're amazing, but you can just see the evolution. Because as one of my listeners who's fairly recent just said to me a few days ago it's like oh i gotta go back and listen to a lot because there's a lot of references that will make more sense if you do that so i'm not saying you have to necessarily go back to the very 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 beginning but if you want to cool there's tons of content there um so uh but yeah thanks again make sure you rate review subscribe share it with all your friends and i will be back at you here in the near future with another episode see ya